there's definitely fear and desire when it comes to like people individually. I think just having like friends who didn't play football, for example, like I will always see like this weird relationship between even friends and friends in relationships. Like when I, when we got our first house or we got a car and whatever, there's this weird thing of like comparison. But how does that work in a relationship, like fear and desire? And I think that fear and desire in relationships causes us to make decisions prematurely, mm. like that we're not really ready for, like marriage, like having a baby, mm. the fear of being left behind. <laughs> Hey community, welcome back to Committed to Us. It's your girl Charlotte and... And your boy said he said. And we are back. Welcome to March. It's like, what? What just happened? Mm. I feel like it was just Christmas. Actually, Christmas feels like forever ago. Mm. But I feel like it, we just started the new year and we're already into March. Mm-hmm kind of crazy but we got a lot of exciting topics we want to talk to you guys about if you're watching us on youtube we've set our table we're having a tea party we're spilling lots of tea this (laughs) month now we're getting ready for easter over here because believe it or not easter's only a month away Mm -hmm. crazy um and we might spill a little bit of tea if you're on if you're listening on a podcast channel make sure you Leave us a review. Let us know how many stars you think we deserve. If you're on YouTube, make sure you like, subscribe, comment, hit that bell so you get notified whenever an episode drops, you'll be the first to know. Mm-hmm. Which brings me to, I think there's someone we wanted to give a little shout out to. Yeah, I want to give a huge shout out to Shannon. Shannon's an OG. Uh, she's always commenting on the YouTube channel. And I just want to make sure that we are showing love to everybody who shows love to us in our community. And also, if you guys noticed, Charlotte opened up by saying, what's going on community? Because usually we say fan bam and fan bam is what I would say on my football to fatherhood channel. But we wanted to come up with a name where we felt like we are all in this together. So we came up with the word community. Committed community. I'm I'm sticking with committed yeah, Charlotte community. Wants to, Charlotte <laughs> wants to say committed community. But for short, we'll just say community because committed community, that's too many. What is it? Oh. When the ball bounces. I don't know. But Syllables? listen, I I really like committed community because they really are committed. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. you guys have been riding with us through thick and thin for a very long time. So we really appreciate you guys. And we really appreciate when you engage with us, um, when you comment on the, the episodes. Um, it's really, it's really fun, but it's also really, I think, just life giving to us to mm-hmm. hear, you know, what is resonating with you guys because we're just two people here sitting at a table talking to each other and so to hear like some of the impact or some of the questions or even some of the things you disagree with um it it helps us to grow as not only podcasters but as people bars bars so (laughs) today um we want to get into something that a lot of you guys have actually asked for um, on Instagram and in the comments. And it's actually, I mean, we're going to go in a couple different directions here, but it's actually one of the top two reasons for a divorce. Mm-hmm. Do you know what it is? It's moolah. 
money. Mm-hmm. Money rules everything around me. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, money, finances is one of the biggest points of like conflict contention in relationships Mm -hmm. and it was something that Cedric and I not really a point of conflict but something we really wanted to grow in in this new year and as we start to you know think about the future for our family we um we you know do not come from a lot of money we've been very blessed in our young adulthood um to live a very comfortable life, but we want to start taking steps to lay the groundwork, the foundation for our family in the future so that um, our kids learn about money as they're growing up because we didn't Mm -hmm. really Mm -hmm. and um, just, you know, aren't controlled by it, but have like just a good understanding, a good foundation as they move into like adulthood themselves. Mm -hmm. So... After, you know, our big blow up at the end of 2020, we decided every month we really want to folk like put a lot of energy into focusing on one thing that we want to work on in our marriage every month. And so for February, it was finance month at our mm-hmm. house. Is there anything you want to say about that? No, you're just dropping all the bombs. <laughs> yeah, we really wanted to like focus on finances and like charlotte said i think the biggest thing that we knew we needed was education and i think that you know when you think about education i think about like how in school they don't really teach us about finances and even the little bit that they do teach us it's not really applicable to um i think the real life yeah real life and how money really works Mm -hmm. so what i wanted to do is educate ourselves and understand like what we want out of our finances because finances are we're learning is subjective based on like what you and your family want so i was like yo let's read a book Mm -hmm. that i know that i actually started reading by myself but i actually stopped reading it because yo this would be a really good book to read with charlotte Mm -hmm. and that book is rich dad poor dad So we're going to school today, y'all. I've got it at the table with me. We're not really going to school. (laughs) But I think finances are something that can be really uncomfortable for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Um, I know that they've been uncomfortable for me and Cedric individually Mm -hmm. because we just, you know, growing up, our families didn't have a lot of money. And so it wasn't something we really like talked about. Um, I mean, I would see my mom like balance her checkbook, but that was like, you know, that was pretty much it. We weren't like, talking about stocks or anything like that. Like Mm -hmm. I started to learn a little bit of that in college, but even then, like Cedric said in classes, like they're not teaching you the real world stuff Mm -hmm. about like credit and all of that, how to buy a house. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, so in February we decided we were going to read rich dad, poor dad together. And then we are going to look for a financial advisor and we've got some meetings coming up. But we wanted to share some of the things um, from this book. We will leave an affiliate link in the description on YouTube if you guys want to check out this book. Um, I know that it's been really eye-opening for me and said and like really conversation provoking about like what are some behaviors we want to change? What are some things we want to do moving forward um so it's been really beneficial for our relationship Mm, for sure it's like opened up some communication lines that maybe have been shut down previously because we're both like "Eh, i don't know about money and Mm -hmm. it's scary Mm -hmm. which is something i want to talk about so 
We will leave a link in the description. Go check it out. Um, it was written 20 years ago, but I think it's still got a lot of really good lessons in it for today. Um, I will say like, I don't necessarily agree with everything in the book, but it has caused me to like think about finances specifically from a totally different lens and really challenge myself on some of my like my spending habits and and saving habits and all of that. Mm -hmm. So one thing that I thought was really interesting, which is kind of piggybacking off of one of the episodes back in February. Back in February, we were talking a little bit about how society kind of forces people, like pressures people to make decisions. Mm -hmm. um, and there's one quote in here. Well, I guess it's kind of a couple of quotes that I wanted to share today. And Seth and I are going to dive into it a bit more. But it says, the fear of being without money motivates us to work hard. And then once we get a paycheck, greed or desire starts us thinking about all the wonderful things money can buy. The pattern is then set. People's lives are forever controlled by two emotions, fear and greed. And then it goes on to talk about how the fear of not having money, you know, causes us to get up and go and work, you know, for a paycheck, earning money, um, working, earning money, hoping the fear will go away. And then desire, some call it greed, is um, the desire for something better, prettier, more fun or ex exciting. So I just thought that was really interesting to think about not only financially, but also how fear and greed play out in relationships. Yeah, I think it's the biggest reason why it's the second reason for divorce. I think the biggest reason is the lack of education that I think we all have when it comes to money, um, specifically taxes. Like taxes is a whole, that's a whole different thing. But I also think that like... Um, yeah. Well, yeah. So if, like, I think, you know, with fear and greed, I think it's really easy to see how that plays out in um, finances, like the fear of not having money or the fear of feeling like left behind, like, oh, all my friends at school have this new pair of shoes. So I want to make money so I can buy a pair of shoes, that, that same pair of shoes. Like it's mm. the fear and desire. It's like that fear of feeling left behind, fear of not having, and then the greed or desire to spend it, mm -hmm. to accumulate more. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's really interesting to think about that in today's lens with social media mm -hmm. and how like people are always posting about the things that they're getting, like that they're mm -hmm. buying. Like, oh, look at this new car I got. Look at this new um, house we bought, like everyone's posting. And so people are consuming like, and I think that stirs up the fear and desire even more in people than it did two generations ago when there wasn't internet. Yeah, for sure. Media. I think that like when you have social media and you have everybody posting like their wins, it's super easy to compare yourself to like, oh, I need to do that, especially in the societal and cultural 
aspect, right? Like it's easy because I think most of the time when you're on social media, you follow people who you aspire to be like or motivate you or whatever. And when they're posting something like a motivational quote or a house or a car or whatever, you feel the need to be like, okay, I need this too because that's what I'm supposed to do. And it's interesting because you can you can break it up by race, you can break it up by age, you can break it up, break it up by gender. Um, so yeah, I think that is like one of, like that's definitely the causing reason for like divorce and quarrel in a relationship when it comes to finances. Yeah. So I think that it's even interest more interesting to think about it like from our perspective too, as influencers. I I don't really like to call myself an influencer, <laughs> but like as a content creator, like you see all of these influencers every single day unboxing something new on their Instagram. And it's for me, after reading that, it's really interesting to think about how is that really impacting the people that are following them? Like if you're opening up something new every day and saying, swipe up, check this out. How does that impact your audience who feels like, wow, they get something new every single day. Mm. But the reality of it is they're not buying that. They're actually getting paid to post it. And are they keeping it? Like, do they actually like it? Are they keeping it after? But mm. what does that effect have on the audience who's consuming their like their content so I think that's really interesting to think about like how societies how society today I think is really even intensifying the emotions of fear and greed in people Mm. with just how we operate as a society today like we are consuming so much more media than our parents were. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing that Cedric and I really want to be mindful of as like content creators is the brands that we're partnering with. Like, do we actually align with them? Do we actually believe in them? Do we actually use them? Do we actually love them? Like we don't want just a partnership because it's a partnership. We want it to be something that like really aligns like with who we are and our family. Um, but I think it's just an interesting thing to think about is like, what what effect does that actually have on people? And then on the flip side of it, what effect does that actually have on relationships mm. specifically? Because you think about it, like there's definitely fear and desire when it comes to like people individually. Like, like I said, like the desire to have the new pair of shoes, like every other kid at school or the new PS5 or whatever it is. But how does that work in a relationship like fear and desire? And I think that fear and desire in relationships causes us to make decisions prematurely Mm. like that we're not really ready for like marriage, like having a baby, Mm. the fear of being left behind from your peers. Like, oh, all of my friends are getting engaged. All my friends are getting married. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know what you're saying. Like, cause even like, I think just having like friends who didn't play football, for example, like I will always see like this weird relationship between even friends and friends in relationships. Like when when we got our first house or we got a car and whatever, there's this weird thing of like comparison based on it's, it's hard for me to like put it it's hard for me to like section it off because you can put it in a bunch of different ways so yeah i think you make a, a really good point when it comes to the fear and desire because i see how it plays out in 
you know, the finance part and also how it, that fear, that same fear and desire that's in finances goes into the relationship, right? And I think that when you look at the core of what, like what fear and desire is, I think that can like break a relationship if you don't really understand how to navigate through that, right? Yeah, I think it's not only break a relationship, but it might force a relationship into a stage that the relationship's not actually ready for. Mm-hmm. Like I, I brought up the example of engagement, like the fear of like feeling left behind, like all of your friends are getting engaged. But you could also think of it like the fear of like if you're getting older and there's a societal pressure to get married so you can have kids and whatever, like the fear of getting settling down quickly so that you can have kids. Like I think that's a big fear today with a lot of women as they're like in their thirties, people are like, they're, I think that they're feeling more stressed that they need to settle down and have a kid. Um, because obviously society and mother nature, like they're getting like, they're getting closer toward, you know, different health changes with their bodies. So how do you feel like that's something that you stop when everything is always in your face? Like, everybody's posting about like like i almost feel like this is gonna sound bad but i almost feel like some people are excited to get pregnant so they can announce that they are pregnant so they say like i'm pregnant and like i'm in this thing too and it's the same thing with like how you said earlier like buying a house or buying a car like i think that pressure of like i'm supposed to be doing this because i'm this age i'm supposed to do this because my friends are doing this mm-hmm. i'm supposed to do this because that's what people say i'm supposed to do at this age you know what i'm saying so how do you feel like that's something that you stop for yourself when we're in an age in a a day and age of consumption you know what i'm saying yeah i think it's really hard like i think it's really hard because we're we too can be controlled by fear and desire like i'm not excluding myself from that at Mm -hmm. all Mm -hmm. there are lots of decisions i make based off of fear i -hmm. know that like Mm -hmm. i run anxious i run stressed out and i can be stuck in my fear. And it's Mm. something that I'm personally trying to grow in Mm. um, to not let fear control me, especially during like a freaking pandemic. Like Mm. talk about, you know, obviously not just fear. It's also science and, you know, Mm. doing what you can. But um, it's just, I don't, I think that one thing you have to be really mindful of is, what you're consuming, mm-hmm. who you're choosing to follow. No, that's facts. Like, dude, I went on this. So <laughs> this is the biggest problem, that, not the biggest problem, but something that I've learned from last year and now is that, like I said, we're in like this age of like consumption. And no matter what you think, who you follow and what you see every day really does have an effect on you. And that's where like feed and you're really feeding the fear and the greed based on what you're consuming um kind of subconsciously i feel like when we're going through instagram and stuff we're looking at stuff and we think oh it's a picture just like it and whatever but you're really taking in that energy of what somebody's trying to share so i think that like so i I was saying like so what i did is like i literally went on this crazy like unfollow spree not because i was mad at anybody but more so like i was protecting like my mind and what i was looking at because i realized that i would get anxious and if i had fear the fear would be fed based on like what i was consuming like with the george floyd thing or with the the uh, election and all that stuff you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. so yeah i think that's a big one is being aware of what you're consuming because i think that it's really 
easy to get trapped in this like cycle of just scrolling and tapping, but like subconsciously, mm-hmm. that's what I'm interested in. Subconsciously, what effect does that have actually on the audience? Mm-hmm. Um, not just with like unboxing something new every day, but also like with the relationship stuff, like all this hashtag relationship goals, mm. like, oh, I surprised my husband with his dream car or I, you know, we're moving into our dream house. Like it's, it's really difficult. And I understand, you know, I think I, I'm not saying like influencers are bad, but I'm interested in, in thinking about the effect that it has on their audience who maybe doesn't know all of the inner workings of content creation and like brand deals. I don't know mm-hmm. if I can say that. Mm-hmm. Um, like, yes, it's their job and you should support the influencers and the content creators that you like and you align with, but you should also be, conscious of what content you're choosing to consume and it's not just with influencers it's also just with people that you might know like it might be worthwhile unfollowing someone you went to high school with that you never talked to because they're always posting about blank and you're noticing that when you see their content it what what emotions is it like stirring up within you mm-hmm. and they could not be doing anything wrong mm-hmm. You know, that's like, I think I want to make that clear. The person posting could not be doing anything wrong. Like if they got their dream house, that's awesome. They were able to buy a new car. That's awesome. Like that's amazing for them. But I think we just need to be more aware of what is happening within ourselves. Like if, if it's, if it's making us feel like we need to then do something to like be, at that level or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's a, it's a difficult thing to do. And I think more than anything, it, t- it takes like consciousness of like understanding, like you're being stirred up by what somebody else is doing. And that can have an effect on yourself first. And obviously your relationship too, because then I think for me personally, like when I was kind of in that whole stage of like, with like growth on YouTube or like wanting to get a bigger house, it was more so like, cause I felt like that's what I need to be doing. Cause people my age or people in the space that I'm in now, it's what they're doing. It's not different from when I was playing ball. If somebody in my position who's the same height as me, same weight, same speed, if he got paid X amount of dollars for four years, then that's the next goal because that pressure of, like, okay, I'm supposed to be doing this because he's supposed to be doing it. And then it's also hard because you can use that for a sense of motivation, but you can't come obsessed with it because sometimes you can like, like, I, like the one quote that always gets me is like, you don't want to be climbing the, a ladder the whole time to get to the top and find out you've been climbing the wrong ladder. And I think that when you don't understand, you getting stirred up by fear and greed based on what you're consuming can really like take you to a place that you realize like, man, I don't, this ain't even really what I'm, what I want. Mm-hmm. Or if you could, if you purchase that thing that like that you've been pressured to buy, you realize it's not really bringing you like the happiness or whatever. Yep. Hold on. Hold that thought. Where'd it go? Shoot. Oh. Okay. Back to Rich Dad Poor Dad. They desire money for the joy they think it can buy, but the joy that money brings is often short-lived and they soon need more money for more joy, more Mm -hmm. pleasure, more comfort, and more security. 
So they keep working, thinking money will soothe their souls that are troubled by fear and desire. Money can't do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Bars and Yeah. It's the same thing like in a relationship too. Like, oh, I need more. I need this and I need that and I need that. But if you're not actually ready for this and that and that, when it comes, you're not going to be ready to take it on. Like, think about marriage. It's so much work. Like, not that we were ready. I don't think you're ever ready for mm-hmm. marriage. But if you're just like jumping into it because that's what everybody else is doing, mm-hmm. then how, where does that leave you when the troubles start coming? You mm-hmm. know, like that honeymoon stage is short lived and mm-hmm. then you get back into real life and mm-hmm. then what? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's hard. I think like we're, it's even hard for us to talk about because I think we're still learning about finances. And I think when you read Rich Dad Poor Dad, for example, he's hitting on things that like are the reason why you probably handle the money the way that you're handling it, whether it could be fear. And I think a lot of it, he talks about like most people aren't educated. You know what I mean? Like most people don't know about finances. But I think that when you understand fear and greed, it'll show you why you're probably making the decisions or not making the decisions that you need to with money. Like for me, like... I've been afraid of money for a long time because I never like had money growing up and it was weird for me because I almost felt comfortable not having money and figuring it out than having money and like not knowing what to do with it. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it's different for everybody. And I think for us, we're still learning and we're going to keep learning to really get a a grasp of our finances because it's something that you have to like take control and do if you want to be good at it because it's not going to just happen. Yeah. And then on the relationship side of it, I think it really just takes more like introspection is that the word i don't know <laughs> <laughs> more reflection um to think about like do i want this because i want this or do mm-hmm. i want this because of fear or um something else pressure from my parents mm-hmm. pressure from of my friends is it something i'm feel really ready for and that i want or is it something that i feel I'm doing because of something else that's going on within me. Mm. So think about who you're following, what you're consuming. I'm not saying don't follow content creators, please follow us, (laughs) (laughs) but um, make sure that, you know, consider, consider who you're following and what, what affects um, it might or might not have on you. and then also just continue to look in internally to figure out what what's being stirred up and why is it being stirred up and then addressing that. And through therapy, it's something that we're really considering across all aspects of our lives. And last month, we really dug deeper into finances. So mm-hmm. we're feeling not in a great place, to be honest. We're feeling in a better place because we've put some actionable steps in front of us. Um, whether it, whether and whether that's like setting up a savings account for you or saving X dollars per week or month. Um, for us, it was reading Rich Dad Poor Dad and getting some help getting some help, um, getting some financial advisor meetings scheduled so we can find a good fit for us. Um, yeah, for us, you know, we're not super rich, we're not rich, (laughs) but we, you don't need to be rich to be happy, not only to be happy, but also to learn more about 
finances. It's so hard because I feel like this conversation, like there's so many ways you can talk about it. And when you read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, like even like when Charlotte said that, like the dad who's teaching the man who wrote the book, he talks about like, for example, what Charlotte just said, like it's not about how much money you make. It's about how much money you keep no matter where you're not just about keep it's about what i'm I'm saying is like all i'm saying is that when you speak like when i hear you speak that way there's so many ways you can understand like how you want money or finances to work for you you know what i'm saying so like like you said you don't have to be rich to be happy or rich to be whatever but you could know how much money you make and save it and you still could be happy or whatever it's just a month money is so confusing there's so many ways you can go about it is all i was saying yeah but i'm not even saying like oh you don't need money to be rich or you don't, need, <laughs> you don't need to be rich to be happy or um, you don't, you know, whatever. I'm saying no matter what stage you're at with your finances, there are small steps you can be taking and you don't need to be rich to learn more about money. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. I see. Okay. And I think that's something for a long time we were like, oh, well, we don't have a lot of money, so we don't like, we'll just do what we do but that's when you get trapped in that cycle and you just keep spinning with the fear and desire and we're trying to get out of that cycle a little bit and like I said lay some foundation um, for our family and for our girls for the future yeah yeah so we're gonna keep learning and get rich so that's the plan no that's (laughs) not the goal it's my goal well not rich in like whatever um how are you feeling i'm feeling good i feel like we could talk about all of this fear and desire for a long time Mm -hmm. both financially and in relationships Mm -hmm. um but i'm excited to have some of those actionable steps that we're that we're taking Mm -hmm. how are you feeling I feel good. I think it just feels good to finally like talk about finances, even though it's still uncomfortable for me. I'm sure it's uncomfortable for you that we're taking the steps to make it more comfortable and just get control of our finances. Because one thing you don't want to get in your marriage, get in the way of your marriage is something that you have 100 percent control of. You know, if somebody gets like sick or an accident happens, sometimes you can control that. But finances, you can get a grasp on those and like educate yourself. So. Um, was anything hard in the conversation? No, I don't think anything was hard in the conversation. I think it's something that for myself, I'm going to keep thinking about, like thinking about how, you know, the content, the media that I consume, um, how that impacts me and also just how like fear and desire, how those emotions are impacting my life right now and where I can kind of let go of some of that Mm -hmm. what about you was anything hard um i think just talking about finances and like even like hearing us talk like we can you can tell we still have a lot to learn um so i think that um sorry so i think that um it was hard just like trying to figure out like what exactly like how to pinpoint what exactly we wanted to talk about what went good in the conversation um I don't know. I think the conversation went fine. I think, I think everyone should go reach, read Rich Dad Poor Dad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And again, not that I agree with everything, but I think that it's got some good lessons in there. Mm-hmm. How can I pray for you? I think just prayer that we would stay on this path. I think that a lot of times in our house, we set a budget or we set a plan and then 
we like fall off of it for a week or whatever and then we just fall off of it Mm -hmm. and then we pick it back up and we try again um so just that we would keep taking steps forward Mm -hmm. how can i pray for you i think the same like just continue to stay on the path and when we have the conversations we meet the financial advisor that we and we meet the financial advisors that we have grace that god puts the right people in our life and we make decisions based on what we want to do just give us that confidence committed to you. I'm committed to you too.